He's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and uh, our good friend. When are you going to Cleveland, Jamie Dupree? Uh, just as soon as I get off the radio, basically. How about you? Uh, I will be headed there in the a.m. Good for you. Tomorrow. Off to Cleveland we go. It's going to be exciting. I mean, this uh, everyone's talking about this could be the most watched debate ever. Well, I think the, the involvement of Donald Trump will bring in a lot of people who otherwise would say, debate, I don't want to watch any debate. Uh, but, you know, the sort of the, the Trump factor makes you think, well, is he going to take off after other people or are other people going to go after him? And what I was struck by each time was how much that the Republicans back then did not go after Mitt Romney at the time. It was almost like they used the debates more to introduce themselves and to highlight their beliefs rather than it was, it was they were fighting amongst each other to see who was going to be the alternative to Romney. In this one, I still wonder whether you're going to see some people go after Jeb Bush rather than Donald Trump. I mean, the chances of being destroyed by a quick comeback from Jeb Bush seem to be a lot less than being destroyed by a quick comeback from Donald Trump. So, uh, you know, there's so many different storylines and so many different ideas from everyone. I still think, though, with the limited amount of time, Sean, maybe 10 to 11 minutes is what each candidate is going to realistically get. That's enough time for you to answer a few questions, but also tell who you are and introduce yourself because still I don't care how many people have been watching this race I bet you most Americans still don't know that much about the Republican I, I think this is the breakout moment in the campaign really I mean we often talk about after Labor Day for example during a, an election year that's when the vast majority of people start paying attention I mean we're certainly the start of a new phase I mean in a yeah. sense I, I'm, I'm actually uh, from a media uh, criticism point of view I'm very pleased that it's Fox that had the first debate why? Because, in a sense, they're winnowing the field by their rules, uh, by having the 10 on the main stage and then the other seven in the pre-debate format. I, I know some of the candidates complained about it. It's just impractical. I think 10 is is beyond pushing the limit. Oh, in it my is. View. No, it's like inviting too many people to your wedding reception. There's only so many, so much time for you to talk to people. And in this case, there's only so much time. Look, 10 people, there's 120 minutes. There'll be about 10 minutes used up, intros, outros, uh, uh, commercial breaks, you know, maybe a little more. So at most you're going to get is an average of 10 to 11 minutes per person. That's really not very much. And well, I'm probably sure 20, some... 20 minutes for Donald Trump and, and well, that's eight the thing. minutes anybody for everybody takes, else. Anybody takes more, takes no. it away from somebody else at the end. And I think they're, they're going to have the rule that if, if you're mentioned directly, if somebody goes after you, they then do you, have get that rule. 30, you get 30, 30 seconds. seconds. As well, then that could go back and forth and eat up somebody else's time at the end. And then there's always the situation where sometimes a candidate they get asked a good question and then suddenly the question comes to you and it's something just boring, you know, and you yeah. don't really get a chance then to weigh in on something that you, know, you think is really good. When you really think about it, I mean, all of the questions for all the candidates are fairly predictable. Sure. I mean, I, I would.
would assume that Jeb Bush is going to get asked about immigration and Common Core. Uh, Donald Trump, I don't know what the main question, I, I assume probably his immigration comments are going to come up for him. Scott Walker is going to be questioned about his time in Wisconsin in some way and his positions on all of this. By the time you let all the candidates just talk about the economy, foreign policy, immigration, uh, and Planned Parenthood, I, I think you pretty much have eaten up all the time. I mean, you know, a lot of times, sometimes I'm in the middle of an interview or I finish an hour interview with somebody and I spend, you know, I might have read 300 pages before I do the interview. By the time I ask all the obvious, main, important questions that you have to get in, there's not a lot of time left. And again, I know that um, this may not, a lot of people may not agree with this, but realistically, there's not that much room between these candidates. I mean, when you get really, down to when it. When you really get down to it, that's true. It really, and, nobody and wants so to admit that, though. I mean, they, you know, they don't want to admit that, but when you burrow down into it, really, there's there's not much light between them on certain on most. I'll issues. give you two issues where I think there are major disagreements: immigration and Common Core. I don't even I wouldn't even say on immigration. I mean, basically, no one. Well, other than Donald Trump, no one other than Donald Trump can leave open the pathway to citizenship. That's true. I mean, he has, but he's he's. No, he, Donald Trump said to me that anybody that is in this country illegally has to leave. Yeah, but then right? they would be eligible. He would not rule out that they would be eligible right, but for that's, citizenship. But that's, a very, but that's a very hard line compared to what some of the others are taking. Now, I have Donald Trump at the bottom of the hour. I'll ask him about it, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Here's my anticipation. I don't think these guys are going after Trump. I don't think they want to fight with Donald Trump, and I would expect that for the most... I, look, the moderators have to bring up you said this about that person. Say it to his, their face. You said that about that person. Say it to their well, face. Well, and remember, in um, and to me, this is one of the big inflection points of the early race four years ago, was I think it was John King did that with Tim Pawlenty in Manchester at St. Anselm's College in June of 2011. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pawlenty, I had covered him the night before at a little rally at an Irish bar in Derry, New Hampshire, and Pawlenty had on the Sunday show just before that talked about Obamacare, you know, com combining both Obamacare and Romney's health plan. And John King set him up at that debate to criticize Romney, and Paul Lenny wouldn't do it. And right. from there, he just went straight downhill. And so that's why I mentioned earlier that, in a sense, these debates do winnow the field, and they really do. Uh, it's 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 going to be difficult, I think, for those who don't make the main stage to really find their way to get up in the polls and then be seen on the same level as the rest. You know who you have to watch out for in these debates is Ted Cruz. People forget. Ask Austin Goolsby. Ask uh, Alan Dershowitz. Um, when he was at Harvard, he was one of the country's top debaters. I mean, he I think he actually was the top debater, collegiate debater. Uh, yeah, but I guess the only thing I'd say is is that, uh, and I asked Cruz about this other uh, the other day. You know, what's your message going to be? And his his message, what he told me was sort of that he wanted to focus on that the Republican Party shouldn't be Democratic Party light. That they needed to be aggressive. You know, the things that we've discussed in recent weeks. I mean, about, what we spent our entire segment on yesterday. You got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, being more aggressive in what the Republican Party should do. But there's but who up on that stage represents maybe Jeb Bush? I mean, there, it's Mitch McConnell and John Boehner are not going to be up there. And so that's why and I think Cruz will be like the others in getting out what he believes and what he wants to do. But then again, is there a foil for him up there? He has refused to go after Trump. So is there somebody else? Maybe he's the one who goes after Jeb Bush and sort of makes an allusion to the establishment in that sense. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. What I like about it is the process is now going I, for those people that think that the process is harmful, I think they're wrong. I think this makes every candidate stronger, sharper, smarter, 
Hillary has yet to agree to any debate. She's got a whole host of problems today, including she's now under an official FBI investigation. She has had a horrible summer. Uh, Bernie Sanders keeps catching up and climbing up and catching up to her in the polls. And so I, I think she's got a bunch of problems. Tell us about the FBI investigation. One would think, too, that I would bet tomorrow night that we would have some stuff from some of the Republicans who would mention her and go after her. I mean, I would think that just as four years ago they went after Barack Obama, that they would do the same this time around. But you're right when you say that, that the Democrats have not set up any debates as yet. What the FBI is looking at is the security of that very unusual, but uh, one that we know about now, the Clinton email setup at her house that she used when she was Secretary of State. And all this comes from a referral from the Intelligence Community's Inspector General a few weeks ago. Well, actually, two, two Inspector Generals. Are- yeah, they expressed their worries about whether or not some of this material that is now classified but then was not, for example, in some of the emails that were released last Friday by the State Department, you could see where they classified some of the material the day before on July the 30th, before they then released it and and blacked out and redacted some of that. So not only that, but now we're led to understand that David Kendall, the Clinton family lawyer, actually has a hard uh, as a thumb drive with all of the emails on it. And of course, that raises a question because then it does have classified material on it, though I'm told he has a security clearance, oddly enough. Um, but yeah, it, it again, we've uh, this this thing just sort of drips, drips, drips out there. I don't know if they're going to, quote, unquote, get her on anything, but the story doesn't go away. And when you keep releasing emails once a month, every month, all the way up to just before Iowa, that story will still be there, even if there's no bombshells in those emails. Well, it's still a, you know, it's very interesting because the Clinton campaign, they go DEFCON 5 last week when the New York Times reported that the State Department had given the Justice Department a criminal referral for the email scandal. Remember, she had testified and stated that, in fact, there was no classified information in those emails. Um, But the reality was out of 40, they found four classified emails, which is against the law. So, you know, as they go back and they're now claiming the investigation isn't criminal, the FBI doesn't do non-criminal investigations. Well, I think to me what it shows more than anything else, again, it's a reminder. This email setup wasn't done just because. It was they it was proactively done and operated. And, and I think I read a little piece, too, that one of the guys who um, who had been helping to set it up or would help to run it, had worked at the Clinton Foundation, then went to work at the State Department as an I.T. expert. I think that's what I read in. Uh, yeah, there was a guy here, Brian Pagliano who had worked as her campaign IT director, then had been paid by her Senate leadership PAC. He went to the work for the State Department as an IT specialist, and then he continued to act sort of as the lead person responsible for her email server until they later turned it over to a private company. By the way, do you remember when you made fun of me when I said Bernie Sanders was on the rise and you mocked me on my very own show? Absolutely. Yeah, because he went up from 4% to 8%. I remember the exact numbers. So a poll out yesterday, you have Mr. Avowed Socialist, the elderly curmudgeon, not exactly likable. Uh, Bernie Sanders is now within six points of Hillary in New Hampshire, according to a brand new WMUR Granite State poll released yesterday, 42 to 36. I mean, if that doesn't strike panic into the hearts of, of them, I don't know what will. You know, and she won in New Hampshire last time, obviously, and and really the the Granite State saved uh, uh, her in that race and kept her in it for several more months because she would have been out if she had lost that time. The only thing I'm still waiting to see is the challenge to Bernie Sanders. He's not a Democrat, 
And I still think there's going to be a little bit of a legal battle about whether or not he really gets on the ballot in New Hampshire and maybe even some other states. I, I don't put that past the, the Clinton people to do because they will certainly look to follow every letter of the law, especially if, as it deals with Democratic Party primaries, not somebody who is not even a Democrat. Well, we also have more information out today, and this has to do with Hillary and has to do with money and the amount of money they gave to their charitable foundation. Um, I don't know if you saw that they gave, they were bragging about 10.8% of their income in 2014. Half that money, 1.8 million, appears to have been channeled to their very own foundation. And the the Americans for Tax Reform uh, looked at this and they said, well, this is a, an Article 4 trust which they said appears to be a method to avoid paying estate taxes, which is a tax that Hillary Clinton has supported over the years. And what did I see? There was a story, too. Somebody had done the research and found dozens of people who have contributed to both Hillary Clinton and Jeb Bush's campaign. Was that it? Yeah, that's all true, too. I mean, this yeah. is what Donald Trump did over the years. You know, oh, yeah. He, I mean, it, absolutely. He gave to Hillary Clinton. He gave to Democrats. He gave to Charlie Crist down in Florida. I sort of wonder when uh, Crist ran against Marco Rubio for Senate, I sort of wonder if Rubio's got that in his back pocket to use as something in the debate if he really needs to. Yeah. Well, that's uh, and she's got this whole other problem is there's 25 different individuals that appealed to her State Department and had work done by her State Department that all donated all of this money to the Clinton Foundation. So that keeps bubbling up. And it, do you realize that since the email server scandal has, has arisen and the Clinton Foundation scandal has arisen, there hasn't been a day that has gone by where we don't get news about it? Well, it's like I said, and then went with the Supreme, with the Supreme, with the federal court order that relief forces the release of those emails at the end of every month from now until the end of January. That just keeps it on autopilot as well. Even though there hasn't been any real bombshells out of those emails, it still keeps it going, especially now with the classified situation as well. That's unbelievable. All right, Jamie, I will see you tomorrow. And if we get time, we'll catch a bite to eat. Where are you going to be watching the debate? I'm going to be in wherever that media filing area is, I guess, at the... Uh, the do you want me to get you better access like I usually do? <laughs> That's fine. No, it, l listen, I'll tell you the behind-the-scenes fight just for us to get some sort of broadcast uh, access out of there. <clears throat> I can get you better access, and you won't take it. Um, I, you can be my friend. I will I will escort you personally anywhere you want to go. Well, let me see uh, where I'm broadcasting from, and then we'll go from there. On uh, Hillary Clinton, one last thing. Uh, her campaign telling reporters they're actually going to open up their campaign office tomorrow night in New York while the debate is going on for the press to come there and have a filing center and everything so they can do an immediate rapid reaction of their own on the GOP debate. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. When we come back, we've got the one and only Donald Trump front and center in tomorrow night's big debate. We'll get his thoughts on that. We'll talk some uh, issues with him as well. Hey, I don't sleep as well as I'd like to. I've had insomnia for many, many years, but thanks to my pillow, I can't believe this pillow has made such a big difference in my life. I met Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. He fitted me for my very first my pillow. I like it so much now I have four of them. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and so can you. It's amazing how a pillow can make such a big difference. Anyway, just go to mypillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity and you'll get two for the price of one. And from day one, you'll discover why MyPillow is the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. MyPillow is made right here in the USA. That means U.S. jobs. It has a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Bottom line is, you need sleep. And don't spend another sleepless night on a pillow that just, just does not work for you. Go to MyPillow.com or just call 800-919-6090. Promo code Hannity, two for the price of one. 
And from that day forward, you will start getting the kind of restful and comfortable and deep healing sleep you deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity, mention my name, 800-919-6090. We'll continue. 